1: Jesus said, If you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. I was once reading the encounter of David and Goliath, and I noticed that David spoke more to Goliath than Goliath spoke to him. You remember that Goliath tried to intimidate David by the things that he said, but David spoke back more to Goliath than Goliath spoke to him. And in a similar way, we enforce the victory that we have in Christ through the confession of that victory. We need to speak to our mountain, not about them. Jesus said, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Now, let me ask you a question. Are you praying or are you saying? See, there is a time to pray, but there is also a time to say. There is a time to speak to our mountain. We need to be clear that uh, Satan has already been defeated, so we are facing an enemy who has no authority over us. We need to declare that victory by the words of our mouth. This is Set Free with Ken Legg.
0: We've covered quite a bit of ground this week on the subject of spiritual warfare. Hello, Phil's my name, and we're joined once again by author and teacher Ken Legg. Now, Ken, you've been sharing with us that the key in spiritual warfare is to know that Christ has defeated Satan and to learn to stand in that victory, and that includes putting on the armor of God. We've had a look at a couple of pieces of the armor so far. Let's move on to the next one, the shield of faith.
1: Yeah, now, Paul says that we undertake the shield of faith with which we can quench the fiery darts of the devil. Now, this was like a preliminary attack, if you like, uh, upon an enemy in those days, you know, mm-hmm. they were sent over a barrage of fiery darts before they launched the main attack. You know, person to person, up close and personal, similar to the sort of preliminary bombing of World War Two and other recent wars that we've witnessed in, in even in our time. Yeah. So uh, these arrows would be soaked in flammable substance, and they were fired upon the enemy. And when they made contact, they burst into flames upon. Impact. So you can imagine if one soldier was hit by one of these
0: arrows, he was taken out. You know, it was just curtains. To put it in more sort of modern speak, you know, is Paul saying here, put on the shield of faith with which we can quench the Molotov cocktails of the uh, (laughs) uh, of the enemy? You know,
1: yeah, they were nasty. I could tell you, it's that good. Yeah, and the thing is, they they came from every direction. That was the whole point. Is you know, they had um, these arrows coming from every direction. Now, when you think about it, you know, Paul said earlier on in this passage. um, uh, you know that we might stand in the evil day and uh, that evil day might be a literal day uh, it might be a season it might be a few weeks or months but we we know that we're coming under attack there are arrows coming at us from every direction in fact maybe some of the listeners are going through a, a, a situation like that right now as we talk they're yeah. they're just so conscious that they're under the fiery, Darts of the enemy coming from every direction. And the thing is, you know, you can get up one day and never know what that day is going to bring forth. You know, you might think, oh, just another beautiful day. Then all of a sudden it's all on. Yep. You know, you're getting attacked big time. Now, the soldier's shield was designed to deal with these fiery darts. Um, there were two types of shield that the Roman soldier used. There was a little round buckler, you know, for the up close and personal. But that's not what he's talking about here. There was a big shield that he had, which was about four and a half feet uh, in height, and it covered the width of the soldier. And it was made out of wood, but it was lined with leather. So when the fiery darts hit the shield, they just were extinguished. They went out, you know. So just get the picture. The army's w- walking along and then this barrage of arrows come over. So they all kind of stand together, they get under their shields, they get, you know, they lift their shields up and this this barrage of arrows just hits this wonderful line of shields mm. and goes out. So they get up and they
0: move on again. I've got this picture in my mind of some of the Asterix comics if you've ever read those, <laughs> yeah. you know the Roman soldiers there <laughs> with their big shields. That's really what it was like, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, you certainly wouldn't want to get hit by one of those fiery darts, and of course, you know they represent the fierce tactics that our enemy is using against us. You know, at, at all sorts of times. Yeah, and you know, the Bible
1: actually says that um, Satan's most effective arrows sometimes are people. Let me just read to you from Psalm eleven and verse two. It says, "The wicked bend their bow; they make ready their arrow on the string, that they may shoot secretly."
0: At the upright in heart, and, and sometimes he uses people. They are the arrows that he launches at us. So it's one thing to talk about the Roman soldiers and them, you know, putting the shield up there. But what about in practical terms for us to take on that shield of faith? How do we yeah. actually do that?
1: Well, taking the shield of faith actually means putting the Lord between me and my circumstances. Now, He is our shield. Uh, in Proverbs 30, verse 5, it says, He is a shield to those who put their trust in him. So whatever trial uh, you and I are going through right now, we've got to remind ourselves that God is bigger than this, mm. and we put him between us and our circumstances. Now, I'm a great uh, believer in studying the what we call the first mention principle. I don't know if you've heard about that no. in what the Bible. That? Well, whenever a subject is mentioned for the first time in the Bible, usually it contains the seed of uh, or the key, if you like, to give us uh, the meaning of that subject throughout the rest of Scripture so that we've got the key to interpret it you okay. know, correctly. Now, the first time the word shield is mentioned uh, is when God said to Abraham, Fear not, for I am your shield and your exceeding great reward. Now, look at the context in which he said that. It was in Genesis 15, verse 1, and in the chapter before, Abraham had just come back from battle against uh, those kings where he retrieved Lot, you know, his nephew, yeah. and those that were uh, taken captive and restored everything. And he probably thought to himself at that moment, oh, well, I've done it now. I've made some enemies for myself. These guys are going to come back and uh, for payback. You know, gonna, they were kings. They had armies. They're going to come after me. Yeah. And he was afraid. And, and God said to him, don't be afraid, Abraham. I am your shield. I am between you. and And your enemy. So never forget that. So that's the law of first mention. Now, that's not the first time that he mentioned do not be afraid Um, or or, or we read that phrase of one that was afraid because Mm -hmm. we know that back in the Garden of Eden when Adam sinned, uh, the first thing he said when, when he went running and God caught up with him, he says, I was afraid. So you think about it. Just look at these two situations for a moment. Adam was now the head of a fallen human race. OK, all he had to protect himself was a fig leaf <laughs> and and all he had to protect his race was a fig, fig leaf. But Abraham is the father of the family of faith, of the church, you know, God's people. And he has a shield and that shield is the Lord himself. And so when we talk about lifting up the shield, we're talking about putting the Lord between us and our
0: circumstances. I love that phrase, you know, put the Lord between us and our circumstance, whatever you're going through at the moment. You know, it may be a big uh, personal issue with your health. It may be other sorts of attacks that are going on. But you know, God is bigger than that. We can put him between whatever we're facing uh, and us. Yeah. If I could just say one
1: final thing, uh, Phil, I, I, you know, I know our time is going here, but um, the Bible talks about God being our shield. It also says that he's our hiding place. Mm, a refuge. Now, yeah. So what's the difference between a hiding place and a shield? Well, a hiding place keeps us from the day of trouble. And a shield keeps us in the day of trouble. Now, a lot of people might say, oh, I'll, I'll the hiding place, please. <laughs> Just take me out. I don't want to be involved with this. But th- there's a disadvantage in, in, the, in the hiding place, and it's this, that the hiding place keeps you in one place. You, it's a place you run to for refuge, yep. and you're not moving forward. But with the shield of faith, you're moving forward. And I love that analogy because, um, you know, God has called us to something. We've been called to a purpose on earth and we're his ambassadors, we're his representative, he's given us gifts and ministries and we're going forward in this world and uh, going forward in his purpose. Now Satan comes out to try to hinder us and sends over this barrage of arrows but we just take the shield, we lift it above our heads, it quenches those fiery darts and when when that sort of uh, onslaught is over, we get up and we go on again. Mm. And so the shield keeps us moving.
0: In the day of battle. To borrow from an old country song, you know, God never promised us a rose garden, Yeah, but he's given us the tools, the weapons that we need to, to press forward, yeah. as you say there, to resist the, the enemy's arrows that come at us and to actually uh, stand in that ground of victory that he has already won. Yeah, and that's why it's called, you know, the armour of God. important insight today on the subject of spiritual warfare and we'll have more for you tomorrow. Until then, remember you don't have to carry that baggage because God wants you to be set free.
1: For books, DVDs, small group studies and other resources from Ken Legg and details about Ken's ministry, shop online at vision.org.au. That's vision.org.au.